Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly video game podcast releasing every Thursday. I am Alex Stadnick, and I am honored to be joined by the illustrious Alex Van Aken. Hello, sir. Hello, Alex. Thank you for having me. Uh, episode 601, the start of a new era. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait for episode 700, you know? We'll be there before you know it. <laughs> don't say that time already goes much too quickly yeah also what's maybe the I'll new have, era? Like, maybe i'll have a kid by then i don't know that like where are we gonna be at episode 700 you know so that's like, two years from now right you're one of us kid. could be dead in, <laughs> like anything one can happen could between be. now and then it's kind of scary to think about join us each week <laughs> alongside a rotating crew of gi editors and special guests from around the industry as we bring you the latest news reviews and big man swag your eyes and ears can handle. We have a special one this week, folks. I, the hits keep coming because we have a we have an old friend in town. You may remember this this upstart uh, game journalist who's just trying to break into the industry. <laughs> we got one Joe Juva back with us for the GI Show. Joe, hello, hello. Yeah, when you were saying doing the intro, I realized GI editors and special guests. I have fallen in both of those categories now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you? But yeah, it's it's great to be back and see see and hear all of your uh, all of your voices slash faces. Yeah, it's it's so good to have you back. I'm excited for today's episode. Um, just a little inside baseball, right? We're recording this a little early because Alex is doing a super secret work trip that he's very excited for. I'm bumming on the beach right now. When you're listening to this, I'm on vacation right now. It's a beautiful thing. So, um, but I can't forget about the rest of the the, the beautiful panel here. The hosts, they made time for us, folks. The hosts of Video Gameography, your favorite video game history podcast, are here. Marcus Stewart. Hi. Hey, you know, excited to pencil you guys into our busy schedule. I'm glad we were able to make it, you know, work out. And I'm excited to turn this episode into maybe episode 60-fun. Oh. Am I right? Well done. Well done. That was, that was already. <laughs> no, that's next week, Joe. Uh, oh, and yeah. then, of course, the king of, king of late night, Pride of Milwaukee, John Carson. Hello, sir. Hey, I am also sitting on a beach, but it's a beach in Portland. Ooh. Uh, wow. Everybody's side. on vacation this week. Wait, is it the good Portland or Maine? Uh, the good Portland. Yeah, oh, the, weird, the weird one. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Have you ever been to Portland, Maine, Joe, Joe Juba? Of course not. This is, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> this is the most times I've heard Portland, Maine, like mentioned in one day ever. It's been twice. Tell but me. yeah, <laughs> and Best lobster roll I've ever had Portland, Maine. The, Check the same wow. thing. Same thing happened to me when I took a uh, took a trip to Portland once uh, for a GI story. And it was whenever I tell anyone that like, I was in Portland. They, oh, which one? And it actually, I literally forgot there was another one until I gave some, <laughs> yeah. until I kind of laughed because I thought someone was asked, it's like, oh, trick question. Ah, and they're like, no, or Portland, Maine. I'm like, oh, right. No, the, the real one. The, the good yeah. one. Yeah. 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 I literally think I'm the biggest fan of Portland, Maine who lives outside of Maine. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> so you're a, a fake fan then? A fake fan. Exactly. Yeah. I don't actually live there. I, Jay has never dunked on me harder than when he asked me when I was going on vacation there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Portland, Maine. And then he just got quiet and he's like, well, <laughs> have fun with that. Wait, like, wait, wait. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's when you have like lobster rolls for a week, yeah, right? It's, okay. Yeah, yeah you can get lobster rolls other places besides just Portland, no, Maine. No, but that, that was like Not the here. week leading up. Like every every daily stand-up was like, yeah, I'm going to Portland, Maine. Going to get those lobster rolls. That's I bet you could go to the real Portland 
and have a great time and also get a lobster roll I from mean, the Pacific. Let's find out. I will find out for science if we can get a lobster roll. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, to be fair, if you're going to New England, you get a lobster roll. Right. That's Especially just... Maine. So I, I can, if mm. that's what you're going for, then I, I'm down for that. I don't care what else is there. Right. Okay. Which to is nothing, I guess. The, to any members of the audience, I seriously have nothing against Portland, Maine. I'm sure it's a lovely place with lovely people. <laughs> yeah, were, you could hear them mobilizing against the <laughs> I, I've never been to either, so. Yeah. It's a dope college town, too. Anyways, for all <laughs> six people who decided to keep listening past this point, thank you. Uh, Joe, you have been, uh, a busy man since leaving GI. What have you, have you been off doing your own thing a year now? Yeah, it's, yeah, just a little over a year at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, like I said, when I left, uh, uh, part of what I was doing was, um, you know, like lending some support to my family. So I'm still, uh, still doing some of that, but I've also been able to sort of keep, keep my, keep my toes dipped in the gaming industry pool in a way uh which is which has been a lot of fun mm-hmm. um on one hand i've been doing some consulting stuff which is you know obviously not a whole lot i can say ab- about those projects because they're uh kind of secretive but mm-hmm. it's a it's a really it's a really interesting and fun thing to do for someone who is in a like you know games media background because i spent all of these years writing reviews for games that essentially deal with them as a retail product. And when you're consulting on games, they're still like much further back in development anywhere between, you know, I've done things that are anywhere between like six months out from release to like two or three years out from release. Wow. And it, and it's just really interesting to sort of shift and like, for me in the work I do with it, it's really interesting to shift my lens, not towards like, what do consumers need to know about these games? But what can I say to like publishers and developers that will be h- helpful given the sort of time and resources they have to, to land the planes. So um, and yeah, it's just, it's just like a, a fun and interesting and, uh, and, and it's one of those things that like has a lot of new challenges, but also feels like a very natural extension of the kind of work I was doing at GI too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And it's also funny because like, okay, so like at GI, let's say we're nine months out from a game's release and we go do a cover story on it. And you're like, oh, wow, hardly anyone's seen this game. We're like the first members of the press to go out and see it. You really feel like you're kind of on the cutting edge of the products that are coming out. And your perception of that time frame really shifts when, it, like I said, you're looking at a game that they're like, okay, well, our target release is 2025 for this. And you're like, oh, there, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more on this end of the timeline than I was really aware of. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, but no, that, that, that's been great. And then uh, the other thing I've been up to is, uh, you know, fans of GEI have probably also heard of MinMax, which is the, uh, the Patreon started up by Ben Hansen and some other, uh, you know, GI folks. And I've been sort of doing some guest spots for them here and there over the last year. We, you know, we did a deep dive on uh, Metroid on Switch last year on uh, Mass Effect the legendary mm-hmm. edition of that. And then just recently, I sort of got a more formalized role over there as what they call a contributor. So it's like not one of the main, it's hard to, it's hard to explain exactly, but think about if you're watching a sitcom, like let's say you're watching the office, you've mm-hmm. got your main characters like Michael and Jim and Pam and Dwight. I'm not one of the main characters. Are you Bob I'm, Pants? 
You're the David Royal? It's it's funny you say that because that's exactly the example I had in my head. I was going to say Creed, and I'm like, no, I'm not as good or funny or frequent as Creed. I'm probably like Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. I was going to say maybe one of the, the like, or the... Product the dudes in the truck or whatever like the warehouse the workers warehouse dudes yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. who who's Moe's there mm. oh that, who I think that's Leo that's Leo by a, by a right. wide that's margin that's yeah. 100%. yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah. so yeah so I've I've, I've been uh, it, so my first official like project with them now is uh, we're doing a deep dive or a deepest dive which is a multi part game club community driven so we all play the game together well on our own but then come together with comments from the community to uh talk about it and we're doing that with chrono cross the radical dreamers edition right now oh which uh i couldn't remember when we were doing the coverage a little bit i i cite i sourced you but i never asked you i that's a huge game for you (laughs) right like I, i remember you loving that game yeah i i love chrono cross i played it many times when it first came out and i think maybe once since then but like it hasn't really been a it's not one of those games that i return to regularly right it's no mm-hmm. braid or something which is you know i, I play every now and then so mm-hmm. it's been really interesting going back to a game that i have such fond memories of but haven't also have a lot of distance from mm-hmm. and there's always that danger when you go to a game like that of it not holding up and you get sort of terrified of playing an old game that you used to love because it's like, is this going to suck? Kind of like when you watch an old movie that you love from like the 80s or something and it has a bunch of racist stuff in it that oh, you've yeah, forgotten like about. Yeah, like 2000s comedies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was afraid Chrono Cross might be like that. I mean, not the racist stuff, but just not, <laughs> not holding up. And it holds up very well. So, and if you want, I could talk about Chrono Cross forever. If you want to hear, if you want to hear more thoughts about Chrono Cross, uh, check out Min Max's Deepest Dive. There you go. I, uh, I'm curious, Joe, because you were in the industry so long, right? And, and play was your work, basically. Um, mm-hmm. How has your relationship with games now changed now that, you know, you are doing media to a certain extent now, but like not, it's not your every day, every second thing. Oh, yeah, that's a tricky question. I don't, I guess for some part of me, I feel like I was doing it for so long that bits of it are just ingrained, right? Like I see, I see announcements of like, oh, there's going to be a new uh, Nintendo Direct or a Sony or PlayStation State of Play. And I put it on my calendar. It's like, yeah, I got to watch that. I don't, I don't have, okay, I will say the first one of those that I watched without having to like man it as an event and like uh, write news stories or assign news stories based on it. It was really nice to just sit back and watch one of those for the first time in a long time. Uh, So, you know, I I guess I still sort of stay plugged into the news of that stuff a fair bit. And I still listen to, you know, gaming podcasts, listen to the GI show, listen to the Min Max show. Um, But in terms of playing it, the big difference I'd say is... I'm trying to think of a more diplomatic way to say it, but like <laughs> you're not like, employed here anymore. You could go off. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's not nothing about GI. It's more about more about the fact that, you know, during the course of a year, there are games that you sort of feel like you have to play, even if they're games for you that it's mm-hmm. like, boy, I'd give this a seven out of 10, but it's part of, you know, the capital D discourse. So I really have to 
you yeah. know, power, power through it in some way. Mm. And for me, that's been, I think, the biggest change is just there's sort of a guilt-free release of that stuff. And like, you know, if I don't want to play it, if, if, if something's not, not singing for me, I just don't do it. Or right. even so, so far this year, it's like I was really excited for Horizon, uh, the new Horizon but then Elden Ring came out right after it and having not being a person who gets any codes in advance for that stuff anymore. It's like I had a choice to make. It's like, oh, I'm going to play Elden Ring. And then a month and a half later, I wasn't super I'd like other things happened. And I was like, I still have Horizon. I plan on getting back to that at some point here. But like the urgency to play that was gone. Whereas I feel like at, when I was at GI, there was it was more of a like uh, constantly feeding the beast sort of thing. And I feel a little more comfortable these days, like taking a little bit of a breather between games and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being a little more directed by like directed less by the concept of like the years games. Yeah. Right? So, like, so it's like right now when I'm not playing Chrono Cross, I'm playing Lost Judgment. Oh, okay. from, from which was a 2021 game. Yeah. If I were like still a gaming journalist, I think there's part of me that would be like, you know, I should play something from, 2022 i should really dig deeper into tunic or something mm -hmm. like that because at least that's something that i can leverage in a you know conversation that'll be relevant down the road you know right. yeah but you can use anyway. it to dunk on dan tack in game of the year to conversations or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so yeah. sorry that was a long and boring answer to a very simple question but no uh, I, yeah that's why i invited you on talk about games and stuff for boring long, answers long <laughs> and boring answers to simple questions i'm yeah. your man yeah do you uh before we get into the day's topic do you want to uh do you have a game of the year this has been a, a bonkers year so far do you have like a goatee uh so far oh. or something you love from from 2022 you know what i want to i want to withhold any statement on that front mm, right okay. now just Smart. because like the game that I have spent the most time with so far is Elden Ring, mm -hmm. uh, which I think if, if, if you know anything about my gaming habits, which you might if you're listening to this show <laughs> and if you're an old listener, uh, the, fr the FromSoft games don't normally resonate with me. Like uh, Bloodborne is the only other one I finished. So I was perfectly ready for Elden Ring to be like uh, Sekiro or Dark Souls or whatever, where I jump in and play it for a little bit and then kind of fade out mm -hmm. and that didn't happen so i had i had a really good time with it but also considering my history with fromsoft i would be a little surprised if that stayed on top for me mm -hmm. even even with some of the other games that i know are out that i just haven't gotten around to like horizon like tunic i've heard nothing but great things about norco which i just bought yeah um, mm -hmm. so and that, that looks very up my alley also so you know it's like the other stuff I've been playing is stuff that not to be this guy, but it's like I've been playing a lot of stuff that I that I can't really talk about. So that's For where sure. a lot of my that's where a lot of my time has been going. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so that's again a long and boring answer to the question. Ask me again in like September, and I and, and we'll see where I'm at. <laughs> okay, yeah, pencil them in. Man, what about man. you guys? What, yeah. what what's what's oh, what's the boy. current what's the current game of the year? I want to hear. I want to go around the horn mm. and hear it. I think it's boring, but um, Elden Ring, like okay. through and through, like I'm in the same boat as you. It's like I never finished a From game, no interest, whatever, or I would lose interest as I went. And then it just grabbed me and I couldn't stop playing it. I think I beat it. I think I beat it in like 70 hours. So, um, yeah, it's I about mean, where like, I was too. 
Yeah, I like I like Pokemon Legends Arceus is amazing, right? I, there's some really been some really great indie games this year, like uh, Nobody Saves the World and and Tunic, right? But it's like when you have a juggernaut standing in front of you like that, it's hard to say no to that. So that's me personally, ABA. Uh, League of Legends currently. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's Elden Ring. <laughs> this new game, yeah, yeah, it's Elden Ring. Yeah. Anyways, I have nothing else to say that hasn't been said a thousand times. Right, John. Uh, yeah, it's Elden Ring right now. Um, Marcus, please say something different. <gasps> it's Elden Ring. <laughs> what? Yeah. We're so boring, dude. I will say at least since you mentioned it already, Joe, that my number two is Norco. Oh, oh wow. it's that good. Okay. Huh? Yeah, and I have finished Horizon. I have more or less finished Tunic. I'm cleaning up some stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really like Norco. It's, I it's do want to give it's a my number out. two with a bullet, honestly. I want to give a shout out. Definitely not a game of the year candidate, but a game that I've heard nobody talk about. Little indie game uh, called Combinera. It is a mm. puzzle game. So you spell it K O M B I N E R A. It's published by Atari, uh, and it's a little that indie company. Yeah, that yeah, uh, that very. Um, it's like one of those games where you have two, like several of the same kind of object, and mm-hmm. your inputs move those objects at the same time and it's all about like positioning and some of the little balls you're rolling around have different properties to them and different rules that apply uh, to them that don't to the others it's really cool little puzzle game i'm pretty sure it's like uh like very cheap uh and yeah definitely want to give a shout out to that during this time is it on switch yep that's where i'm playing it i actually picked that up I might change my answer a little bit because considering what we covered for game of the year last year, this didn't make it onto the list yet. And that's probably Final Fantasy 14 and Walker mm. is you dedicated oh. your life to the shrine of Final Fantasy. I did. And it's yeah. real damn good. Um, <laughs> like top Final Fantasy for me now. So like that's. Yeah, that's hard to pass up. But like if we're if we're strictly counting. 2022 releases, it's it's going to be Elden Ring. But yeah. 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 And like, sure. do you guys have a sense? I know that uh, Tack is sort of the the FromSoft guy over there. Mm-hmm. I assume that I, that hasn't changed in a year. But uh, are uh, like, is that is that sentiment of like Elden Ring superiority pretty? pervasive at I, I this think point so. gone, think are so. the, gone are the days of of tack sitting in the corner talking about a from game and everyone going like but the legend Here, buddy. Of Zelda, yeah. you know what i mean like um gotcha yeah i think, I think it's even, the one to beat this year even now with tack not with us I, I, his spirit lives on uh with uh, <laughs> with elden ring so i mean because like now you're actually have, sitting what? behind marcus right now it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> I really if Alex if you have any time can you please uh photoshop him in there please I will if, do my if best could, yeah uh, <laughs> not gonna happen yeah <laughs> um but no because like Jill is a huge from person uh Wes is is really into it Marcus is um yeah I think the Jill's fighting for attention. Tunic this year though she's oh, yeah, Jill, very Jill clear is like, Tunic is her game of the year and she's yeah. already said I'm I'm coming for the the crown come December that's <laughs> actually why it got, if you can keep a secret that's actually why Tack is leaving he doesn't want to have that wow yeah, you know? yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah or even uh isn't Norco I believe that's Jay's game of the year too yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
So. He flipped. He flipped like within three days because day one it was Elden Ring, the next day it was Tunic, and the day after it was Norco. So that man's all over the place. Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if both if both Jay and Marcus are that hot on Norco, I definitely need to bump that up my bump that up my priority list. I think. Same. Yeah. yeah not a long game, like five six hours. Yeah. I also like that we've given away basically the entire content of the halfway game of the year discussion that I was planning in, in two months. But, you know, things could things could change. Hey, there are new, other games new, coming out. Yeah, yeah, things will come out between now and then. Right. So we might um, all play Stranger of Paradise by then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. hey. Joe, did you play that? Please tell me you played that game. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, it, it is on my list. But mm-hmm. as a as a huge Final Fantasy fan, I feel like I should check it out. But again just time time is limited so. right i will say tack really liked it so yeah like, i genuinely want to play it because i've heard yeah. like i even playing the demo i thought the gameplay was fun but i really need to see that story and i don't know if i want to watch it through cutscenes. I, I want to you want to experience I want to be it. in it <laughs> right yeah i mean i read i read reiner's review of it he made the combat sound like really cool and fun and a lot That's of fun. good like yeah like nods for like you know for the final fantasy fans but uh yeah, I don't know. Like story, <laughs> story is such a main thing that draws me to a Final Fantasy yeah. game or any or any RPG really. Mm-hmm. And when every element of the story just is like becoming a joke, uh, it's it, it's a little hard to get excited. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fair shake. Right. You know, uh, with with all the games we've talked about today, it is really feeling like this could be a one of the the special years right like you know like we talked about 2018 a couple months ago when we did a game draft and guess what we're talking about another one today that's right folks we're bringing game draft back and what a year to do it with 2017 uh if you weren't with us for the last episode we are um it's a fun game that we played uh, a couple months ago where basically if you've played like fantasy sports fantasy football baseball basketball whatever um you draft players, right? You form your team. We're doing then, reverse snake order, right? Doing or whatever it's called. Yeah, snake order. Yeah, normal, so. normal snake order, not yes. reverse snake order. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, Marcus is not getting the first pick, and no matter what he he wants. So, um, but yeah, so we're gonna draft games, right? And then we're gonna have you, the community, vote on who has the best team of games. Uh, not to brag, but I did win last time. Yeah, see, did that's really? the kicker right there. Because in my mind, I'm trying did to think you? of like, oh, these games are like universally acclaimed or they were big sellers but i have to keep in mind like what would our community actually like like if i pick something that is actually maybe a big hit but i know they would turn their nose up to or or, hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Um, okay so that that's an interesting wrinkle of this that i that i wasn't sure i understood so Mm -hmm. but if i don't care about winning if i just want to play it as like getting the games i like that's okay too that's how i put it last time and i actually won last time so (laughs) what are you talking about statistically speaking you did not (laughs) numbers were were given you know yeah i mean if you follow your heart it could still work out maybe your heart aligns with the community right yeah okay i think i think joe you're dangerous in this because a lot of the uh, community was formed around your interests too, right? With with, with RPGs, with uh, you know your kind of taste. So, I think if you trust your gut, you could go far. So, well, I'm just I'm just going with my list, and <laughs> if the community doesn't vote for it, it's their problem. Yeah, right? assuming it doesn't get completely dismantled because somebody takes one of your games. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that at least one of my games is going to get stolen out from under me, but I would be surprised if I uh, 
if I didn't do okay for myself here. Right. And this is, this is a year where if you have a bad draft, I don't know what you're looking at. Like this is, it's actually bananas looking through this list and you can go probably 15 games deep and be like, Oh, this is still like, this is a top seven game in a different year. Like it is, it's truly uh, a marvel. So, uh, so we have a draft order. I did a random, uh, random number generator. The draft order is John with the first pick, me with the second, Joe with uh, the third, Van Aken with the fourth, Marcus with the fifth, and then cheated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, like Alex was referring to, it's a snake draft. So instead of going, you know, one through five, and then we start with John again. Marcus will get another pick back to back. So it's like one through five, five through one. And then we kind of zigzag down. We snake down. If uh, Oh, so I'm in the worst spot. I'm just in the middle all the time. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, one, one more wrinkle to this, which is a fun one. Oh, no. So especially in a year of 2017, right? There's, you can have a perfect list. And like, that's boring. We don't want that. So before the draft is done, you have to pick from the list of Metacritic's worst games. Um, and I've assembled the 10, and it is in order, and I have never heard of any of these games. I'm curious if any of you guys have. Um, that list is <laughs> Vroom in the Night Sky, uh, Road Rage, Randall, Dying Reborn, Troll and I, Drive Girls, Interchange, Tokyo Tattoo Girls, uh, uh, oh no, uh koyo tabatu five there's five of them so i should know what this is apparently i don't and then rugby 18 so you have to have one of those games on your list can can it be just a bad game that's not on that list like uh, if they're a threat okay i think that's i think if we set like let's maybe like set a metacritic threshold like if it's like 55 or lower maybe okay For, for user or for critic Critic. I critic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. All right. Because like, no, you don't get to pick. Like I don't know what would be fifty-five that doesn't deserve it. Like I don't know. Mass Anyways, Effect yeah. Andromeda. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. You Marvel don't get, versus yeah. Capcom Infinite. Right. I mean, if y'all have that list, go for it. Um, I know I the community rewarded my my brash uh, and fearless pick last time, where I picked probably the most problematic sounding game on the, on the list. So, <laughs> <laughs> racism simulator twenty eighteen. Yeah, right? they haven't canceled <laughs> me yet. So, um, so yeah, and then we just we just have fun with it. Uh, when you make your pick, kind of talk about why. We'll ooh, we'll ah, we'll curse you. It, uh, you know, it's like a it's like a fantasy draft, man. Chill mm-hmm. with your boys. So, All any right. questions before we begin? No. Um, yeah. Why is Crash Bandicoot not in the worst games column? Wow. <laughs> you really want to bring in. that fire today, huh? I see that. And I think it's in the wrong column. <laughs> no, you don't mm. get to pick it. It's Metacritic is too high for. for the worst <laughs> <game>. So <laughs> is it? I thought I saw that low on the list. The insane trilogy. Yeah, it's the insane trilogy. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, remastered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the new one did good too. I mean, we yeah. get into it, but I'm kidding. <laughs> he was just trying to trying to rile uh, rile these folks up. Sorry, so. people to... get their blood pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. John, shock the world, man! You're up. First pick of 2017. What? Yeah. Uh, how much? How much time choose? is on the clock? Uh, um, you have you have three hours. You can pick all right. I'm gonna need there. to talk with my team and decide this one. Um, it's a really big <laughs> pick for us. Um, we really we, you know, we need a leader for our team. I think we're we're gonna have to go. 
Stop. You you know what you're picking. <laughs> I literally wrote it for you. Yeah, uh, we're we're going with the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. There is no other. There is no other first pick. Uh, it deserves it. It's one of the greatest games of all time. It's one of the greatest games of the past five years, decade, fifteen years. Pick your poison yeah, there. Yeah. It's it's incredible. So. Yeah. Also, uh, put it on the board. I would, li- I'd li- I would like to point out this game has breakable weapons. Yeah. Uh, what does yeah. it? Community, is aren't that... you tired of hearing people compare everything to this game? <laughs> <laughs> I also, I mean, I feel like that's maybe a safety issue. Uh, you know, True. all the weapons breaking all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't you know. OSHA's got to get involved. You get a sword eventually where it doesn't break, so it's perfect. Oh, it's a perfect okay. game. Yeah. yeah. Are you, like, giving, like, is Link coming on stage and he's, like, Posing with the jersey in front of yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got a he's got a John Carson jersey. Has like a, a moon on it. Okay, I, yeah. What's what's the, the John hat. Carson? What's the John Carson mascot? It's uh, it's probably a Pokemon of some sort. <laughs> it's a Pokemon playing Magic together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Magic oh, that's cards. Good. Hold on, let me. Yeah. yeah, there we go. It's yeah. It's just a bunch of these. I like that. That's that's, that's pretty good. All right. Well, congratulations on your first. Thank pick. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, when we're they very interviewed, happy. yeah. When they interviewed Link after he just was was taken, and all he could say was "yeah." So uh, congratulations on that. From his, <laughs> from his yeah. seat. <laughs> um. Well, this is this is I'm up next here. Um. Who's our commissioner? Who do we boo? Uh, when they're announcing, boo. yeah, who's who's up? Um. I mean, like the obvious choice is Reiner, but he signs my check. No, so he's I not here. No, yeah. Um, I guess Craig, he, the recording. Craig, it's Craig. Yeah, Craig. Yeah. Ah, boo, boo. <laughs> Just drops out immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like this is the the other one that I feel like is a pretty obvious pick. I think um, Mario Odyssey, one of the best Mario games ever. Um, in a year without Zelda, I think that probably would have been game of the year. Um, for me anyways i can't speak to uh you know other people right but um a game that uh kind of refreshed my love of of the series too right showed like the or you know not the potential good lord but like you know like scrappy mario guy yeah right this indie character mario um uh yeah i mean like it is one of those things like elden ring where it's like what else can you say about it the creativity is boundless in that it's such a great homage to what came before it the the costumes are awesome the platforming is amazing um you remember when you threw that hat onto a t-rex it's pretty awesome it. yeah i've tried that in real life i can't do it <laughs> pretty dope yeah pretty dope so that's my pick mario odyssey uh that was gonna be bullet. mine so thanks a lot i knew it wasn't coming back around so all right off the board show juba our honored yeah. guest i'm this is really hard for me because it's like there's one that I feel is like my heart really wants to choose. But then there's also one that I feel like if I don't pick it now, it's more likely to go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess without revealing which one's which, I'm going to make my first choice uh, Persona 5. Oh, Ooh. off the board. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I forgot that that was that, was that year actually. <laughs> yep, it, it's the original release of it, not the um, not Royal. the Royal. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I think as someone who's a a fan of that series in general, I was 
for me personally, that's my favorite Persona game. And I know a lot of <laughs> that's not true for a lot of folks, but for me in particular, I just I really loved the uh, like the whole thematic like thief element to it and the the way it deals with the like I don't know the right way to say it the the evil people in that game I think are mm-hmm. so well made uh even though they're also I mean they're also cartoonish in their villainy but just that whole concept of I mean it's almost got that psychonauts element right of you jump into that person's psyche a little bit and and that the manifestation of their, you know, evils and insecurities is just, I really am a sucker for that particular device. I've, Mm -hmm. I've Uh, never heard it categorized as like JRPG psychonauts before. And it's, that makes complete sense. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And then, but then it also has, I think probably my favorite, it's not my favorite set of, um, like companions necessarily, but it's my favorite set of confidants. So apart from your playable party members, I really like the, the different people you meet and the relationships you build up in that game, I think is, uh, you know, better than, better than the previous ones. And I don't know. It's just, I'm also just a sucker for a good old, like JRPG ass JRPG, you know? (laughs) And, and I think, and, and that's one, uh, I can't I can't do those all the time, but that that's one that I, I feel like no one does that much better than Persona in terms of a lot of complex interacting systems and the whole like you got to play for 10 hours before you even really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's my pick. I think that's that's a hell of a pick. I, not one I I thought you were going a different route with that one, honestly. So, uh, well, but I, we'll, we'll see what I get for pick number two. We'll, we'll see, see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, um, but I think that's one the community can get behind as well. At least Kim will vote for your list now. I feel like if if anything else, you know, um, <laughs> that, the vote that matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Alex Van Aken. He's been stewing. He's been plotting. Look at him. He's working the phones. He knows what he's doing. What do you yeah, got? Here, oh, I know what I'm doing, buddy. Uh, I'm picking Fortnite, the game that changed the world. Wow. There it is. Your was grandma awesome. was playing it. You know, we sports. Yeah. Your mom was playing it. I'm pretty sure like, you know, 10 people in the NFL became streamers because of this game. Fortnite's Thor still in beta, right? No, it's out now. Yeah, it came oh, out a couple yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fortnite's my pick. I mean, it's number one. I, I love Fortnite. It, I, it has brought my family and I close together. I play it with my mom. I play it with my my brothers, my stepdad. Um, yeah, I play it with a lot of people. It's a great game for people that really like um, competition, but also people that you know just want to get in and have some have a good time and you know collect some Marvel characters, I guess. And uh, yeah, I think it's a a powerful contender uh, in any year. And it's just continued to rise in its success. And I think, I think there's going to be, I, I feel like at least, um, I feel like 90% of the people in our community have at least played a match of Fortnite, whether they enjoyed it or not, that's to be determined. But I think I've got a, a good shot as that being my, you know, the foundation to my team. I mean, that's something you build the legacy of. That's Super Bowl winning caliber uh, player right there. Yep, yep. Also, does Fortnite put characters in anymore that aren't superheroes or 
Tom Holland. Slash yeah, the Zendaya. Rock. The, actually, there's a character called the Foundation, which I was just going to point out. That was a nice. That was a nice pun. Oh yeah, did it on <laughs> purpose, obviously, as you could see. So, all right, good pick. Another unexpected one. I like that though. Um, Marcus, you get two in a row here, so you can take your time, right? You can, you can, uh, you can ponder here. Uh, what's what's your first pick? Yeah, so I've been sitting here trying to. Ex- I'm in a unique position of like, oh, I can do like a one-two punch here. I have a bit of a safety blanket. Uh, mm-hmm. with my second pick so i'm gonna go maybe a little bit off the beaten path here for my first pick I'm gonna go on the indie side and i'm going to snag what remains of edith finch i was hoping yep. i would hurt someone <laughs> so i'm that, glad that's a really good one <laughs> that hurts me that hurts me i love that game i do too i think it's uh it's one of my favorite games of uh that console generation it's one of my favorite uh i guess indie games of all time narrative games whatever you want to call them uh you know i did actually funny enough i did a deepest dive on it with uh mid max a couple years back to kind of show you how much i really adore that game it is a gut punch in a lot of ways i think it's one of the most well-told and imaginative narrative games i've ever played and yeah you know it's something that i think everyone should play at least once it's not a long game and it's awesome i don't question yes Is, is this a game i could play on an airplane if I mean, I'm suspect or I am susceptible to tears, as you know. Oh, because <laughs> hmm. I've never played it and I've been meaning I was like, to. Is it on Switch? It is on Switch. mobile devices. OK, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, there's one particular sequence that will probably get you. OK, and we probably all are thinking of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, and I, I would also say there's a thing about that game where it's like. It does. It, it's not your typical like walking simulator. If like so yeah. if you think that it's just a story-based walking simulator thing, uh you're selling it short a little bit. And I think if you're playing it on a, like a tiny portable screen, you may miss a lot of the I think some of the impact of the different narrative and control-based flourishes that the game is doing might be diminished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be careful of that. Okay. I mean yeah. You could just, it takes like three hours to finish. It is not a long game. Okay. I would say, do it, do that tonight, right? When this recording's done, yeah. just go, just go do it. It, is, a, it, is, it is definitely a one. <laughs> I think it's in its best when you just run through it in one sitting. Okay. Yeah. It's treated yeah. like a movie. I, uh, yeah. In I your copious my... free time, Alex, just, just play this <laughs> yeah. game. You know, I'm literally just sitting around. Like my friends think yeah. I just play video games yeah. for my living. Of course. No one's, yeah. ever, no one's ever recommending games to you and saying you should play them right now, right? <laughs> no, yeah. never. Yeah. yeah. This, this man was trying to play it on a plane ride to Portland, Maine. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Cork <laughs> would like come off the plane we, like uh, engine and just like punch me in the face for that. I don't know. Just um, eating a lobster roll <laughs> while playing <laughs> Edith Finch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alrighty, starting off with the indie title. I like it. What is your next pick? My next pick. This is a tricky one. Uh, I think this might be a, another, maybe I don't want to say oddball, but I'm trying to think of something that you guys won't. I'm wondering, like, you know, like, is this going to survive another round, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't. <laughs> well, now that you say that. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to pick Sonic Mania. Wow. Ooh, got to cross That would have survived another round. Yeah, you yeah. were just fine <laughs> on that one, my guy. Probably, but I, I love Sonic, Sonic, and most Sonic games are bad. 
but this one was not bad. It was the first, like, in my opinion, genuinely great Sonic game without any caveats attached to it uh, since the Genesis era. Uh, I'm not a fan of really of the 3D games. I try and they just haven't gotten it right. This was the first time I could remember of like, I'm smiling ear to ear playing this game because it's not just, you know, like, oh, it's, not, it's like really well done remixes of the old stages, but also the new stages that they added to them and the way it like celebrates those stages while making them better was so well done. The soundtrack is incredible. Shout out to uh, T Lopes, who's a Sonic composer I'd been listening to for a while. So when I heard that he was attached to this, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like it, everything just made sense. I mean, it, it probably because it wasn't Sonic team that made it. Right? It yeah, was right. basically a, a group of fans that put it together. And I, if you haven't played it, I think it's easily the best Sonic game you could argue maybe ever honestly you know if you remove nostalgia from like you know sonic 2 or sonic 3 and knuckles like is this objectively just the best one mm. i think yeah it might be so yeah and you know that sonic 2 movie is out and everyone loves sonic right now so. <laughs> yeah. so like why not play the best modern sonic game to really get you know get well rounded with your appreciation what a cynical Go. move marcus just pandering to that Huge Sonic Mania fan base, right? All now. those kids. Yeah, best opening weekend of any video game movie ever. You know, just pointing it out. No, no. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, congratulations on that pick, uh, which you definitely could have had in another round. But anyways, moving on <laughs> to, <laughs> to Alec. You forget Shay's not here, dude. You don't have to. You get. You have time for those. It was, it was on yeah. my. It was on my board here. So, okay. I think I probably want to yeah. put it in the other column myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just, Alex is feisty, man. He Alex doesn't like platformers. <laughs> what are you talking about? He hates platformers. Apparently. I love platformers. I like good platformers. <laughs> Not ones that have you shooting across the map and like hitting random things before you have time to react to them. Anyways, um, I'm trying to win this bracket. You know, I didn't yeah. win last time. Um, and it's been a rough few weeks in my personal life. So I just need to. Take the picks that, that are going to do the best for me, you know, regardless right. of my attachment. This yeah. next game, I really enjoy. I really respect, though I have never finished it. I've started it many times, but I know it's place in the hearts of many. Uh, my second pick is Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah, that that's is a great pick. Yeah. You know, I, I have a similar history with that one, Alex. I've, yeah, I've started it several times and it because I like love old school like action platformers like that. I love Metroid style games. Like, yeah, I, it just seems like it should be right up my alley. Me too. And yet I, I've started it like two or three times and each Same. time I, I just each time I'm like, I'm going to start it again out. next time and beat it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I totally respect it. And I, I have enjoyed what I have played, but for whatever reason, yeah, it just hasn't stuck with me, but I know I'm an outlier in that, you know, Everybody loves Hollow Knight, so that's why it's number two on my list. That's Are you excited for Silk Song? Have you like followed that thing? I yeah. am actually excited because I I love Matt I love Metroidvanias, and Silk Song is kind of a way to get in that universe, like at the same time as everybody else. In terms of like, okay, it's kind of like a fresh start. I don't have to go back and I don't know. I guess there's literally one game in the series that it's not that hard to go and play, but. Uh, I am excited to, for for Silk Song. I am. It's kind of I will that play. Thing Joe said earlier, right, where you can be a part of the discourse this time around versus like yeah, catch up. yeah, 
I get that. I think that's part of the magic of that game. Yeah. Was when it first like I mean I just see so many people talking about oh you got to Hollow Nest I haven't got to Hollow Nest but I've heard of Hollow Nest you know the the deep dark or whatever it's mm-hmm. all of these places like I've heard of because that's of the zeitgeist the, that's the point in the game that I I've stopped at now twice where I mm. I hate that section I'm not gonna lie um I think that's a great pick I know like three people in the GI Discord who are instantly gonna vote for you because you have that on that list yep. so yeah <laughs> so that was a that was a smart play you're a smart man. Uh, speaking of smart men, Joe, you're up. You want me to list some smart men that I know? Yes. Can you start? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical uh, order. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this might be my Sonic Mania in that I'm worried it's going to go off the list, but realistically, maybe no one would ever pick it. I'm not totally sure, but I know what my heart is telling me. And that's saying that my next pick has to be Yakuza 0. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've been eyeing that one. I was like, maybe it'll survive. Yeah, that was, I was, I was hoping that was going to wheel a bit. Yeah, that's one, uh, you know, I think I've talked about this a, a little bit, but I played Yakuza Like a Dragon when it first came out and got super into it and was like, you know what? I should go pick up that Yakuza Zero save I have from 2017 that I got five hours into the game and then put it down and so after beating like a dragon i start i picked yakuza zero up again and over the course of a year i played yakuza zero yakuza kiwami kiwama 2 yakuza 3 yakuza 4 and yakuza 5 wow and i just got so into it so like now even i mean yakuza zero is a is a great game for a number of different reasons it's like a perfect place to jump into this series that I think is a, is an intimidating series because it's a continuous story. You know, most of it is a continuous story told over like seven games. Mm-hmm. Yakuza Zero is like the place you can jump in, get in on the ground floor. But it also has the benefit of being a prequel that was made later. So that means that it doesn't have all the sloppy bits that a first entry in a series often has. It yeah. really, it's it's basically got all of the polish and cleverness of a late game in the series except it's the first one that you should play mm-hmm. um and you know at, at this point over the course of that year yakuza jumped from some like kind of niche oddity to at like absolutely and i'm not exaggerating standing out there like among my favorite series now like it's up there with like you know metal gear assassin's creed final fantasy yakuza i love the i love that stuff so cool uh yeah so that's my pick there you go. Another good one. Another one I think the community is going to eat up. Uh, y'all have put me in a hard spot where it's like I feel like I have a bounty in front of me that I wasn't expecting there. Um, and I am, I'm a little conflicted because I think I, there's some of my favorites on this Whoa. list still. As I, so we haven't actually, like, we have not given the listeners any idea of what some of the heavy hitters are out there this year yet, right? Oh, yeah, I'm a fool. We haven't uh, we haven't talked about that at all. Um, well, I, I don't know that we need to, except it might be interesting to know what is still like what games from 2017 board. are still right. on the board because yeah. I look and see that Horizon is still there, and Correct. that is a surprise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I let's Let me do... just talk about what's on the list because I want y'all to forget the ones that I want <laughs> that are on the list. <laughs> so let's, let's let's get through this round and then we can see we could look at the board because uh, we're almost at the end of round two here. We can do a nice little commercial break, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, right. 
I think I don't think this game gets back to me, so I think I have to do it, and I'm gonna go with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A, yeah. a fan favorite amongst the GI community, uh, and one that I'm happy to say actually uh, really stuck with me when I beat it earlier this year. Um, if you were listening to the podcast earlier, uh, I was in a similar boat with Horizon as Alex and Joe said with Hollow Knight. Tried it twice, absolutely. Like I was like, I get it, and it just didn't go much further than that. And I was like, okay, you know, next one's coming out soon. I need to, I want, I, I literally, for my job, I need to be a part of this discourse because it is going to be the biggest, one of the biggest games of the year. <laughs> and then Elden Ring came out, but you know, anyways. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's, let, let me give this the, like the fairest of fair shot. And by the end of it, I was very taken with the sci-fi element of it. I still maintain like the, the present day storyline was like, is still just okay. Like it's, it's good, you know, but like, that the the storytelling of how the world got to its current state is so fascinating to me and i love the the, like the sci-fi ass sci-fi behind it like um it's just i think it's told really well i think those audio logs work really well i know some people don't like them and stuff and it it just paints this fascinating picture was and when i was done with those like i need to know more about how everything like transpired and then that kind of stuff and I, I have I've been really enjoying the the Horizon sequel, right? But I um or Forbidden West, but you know I I'm meaning to get back to it, like Joe said. But um and I know our community really likes that game as well. So uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is my second pick. Shout out to Aloy, Boo Ted Farrell, uh, John. Give us yeah. one, and then we'll look at the board. I'm surprised this made it because really. If you think about lasting impact from 2017 um, and kind of what, what Joe was saying about like taking a franchise that wasn't really well respected and kind of skyrocketing it into superstardom and really uh, making my pick making uh, at least like six games viable for like remasters and like people would be excited to to see anything from uh, this series or its sister series. Near Automata is uh, my pick. Uh, I thought Joe was going to take that eventually. Uh, now, fun fun fact: I am on the quite low end of the Metacritic spread on Near Automata. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, to be clear, I really enjoyed that game. It made my top ten for that for 2017. But yeah. like, I uh, I was an outlier on the low side uh, when the when the reviews for that hit. Joe knew that we'd be doing a game draft in five years. <laughs> like, I really like, gotta take, this take thing. my claim right now. <laughs> See if I can get that in the in the top top ten lowest. Yeah, um, John, are you a fan of the game or like? I, I am. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I made it to the third ending uh, because it was just such a busy year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it, it got it got dropped for something else, but like it's a game I think about all the time. It's something that like. I didn't think we were ever going to get the original near like remastered or like almost remade. Um, like that was like near was, was basically the butt of a joke for a lot of, uh, for a lot of people like in the industry or just like think back at like just strange action RPGs that have happened throughout the years. It's like, who cares about near 
uh well now people do uh, it's kind of a big it's it's a bigger deal now um and it also like like i was hinting at made people kind of care about the Drakengard series which um it's all connected to <laughs> So, or if if they don't care about it, they are at least aware of it. In a right, way right. It's like, before. oh, yeah. so yeah. If Dragon Guard were to come up again, like that would be on someone's radar. Like Yoko Taro is a, I I want to say at, at least for enthusiasts, it's a it's a household name for uh for people into video games. So right, yeah. Um, cool. yeah. Do we want to go over what is yes left so, on the board? So let's 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 uh let's say what our picks are so far. So John. With the first pick is taken Breath of the Wild mm. and near uh is it Automata or Automata? I think it's I've, pr- I've heard both. I think it's Autonoma. But I, I've heard both equal amount of times. So I honestly I don't know. Near 2017. Got it. <laughs> near two. Yeah. Uh uh, I have picked Mario Odyssey and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh Joe has Persona 5 and Yakuza Zero. Alex has Fortnite and Hollow or Fortnite and Hollow Knight. Whoa, look at that. King of the Night. Yep. Um uh, whoa, the Night whoa, King, whoa, whoa. some could whoa, say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not infringe on my on my boundaries here. On yours? Yeah, if he's the king of the night and I'm the king of late night. Oh, I see. Well, well, I'm king of before like 9 p.m. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> All right. The no, king of the evening. You can have yeah. it. You're, you're the, the king of Twilight. Thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the kids block. Dusk. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then uh, Marcus rounding us out with what uh, remains of Edith Finch and Sonic Mania. Good picks. There's a lot on the board, though. I'm telling you. Uh, this is so a uh, little bit of controversy last time when uh, a certain uh, Ben Reeves was on the show, right? Ben thought we were only limited to the list on the screen, whereas yeah. John was galaxy braining it and knew it was just like the games of 2018. Like, so he Dragon like, Quest 11. Let's Dragon go. Quest. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I wanted to make sure everyone knows that these games, you can pick whatever game came out in 2017, as long as it came out in 2017. Um, but so available left on the board, we have PUBG, Resident Evil 7, Wolfenstein 2, Destiny 2, Cuphead, Assassin's Creed Origins, West of Loathing, XCOM 2, uh, War of the Chosen, uh, Gravity Rush 2, Evil Within 2, there's a lot of twos in this one. Um, Pyre, Night in the Woods, Hellblade, Little Nightmares, Dirt 4. How did that get on there? Uh, it's, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Getting Over It, uh, Arms. Bennett Foddy. The, the what? Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Oh, okay. That's the full title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. Um, uh, Arms, Neo, Splatoon 2, Sexy Brutal, Observer, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Snipper Clips, and Justice 2, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Call of Duty World War II, South Park Fractured But Whole, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, Forza Horizon, or excuse me, Forza Motorsport 7, uh, Mario 8 Deluxe, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Divinity Original Sin 2. Holy God, how did y'all do it in 2017, Joe? I literally don't understand. (laughs) Uh, I seem to remember there being a lot of back-to-back huge reviews. I I mean I reviewed uh I remembered playing a bunch of Persona 5 and then getting code in for Mass Effect Andromeda and playing all of that oh. writing that review and then going back to Persona 5 to finish it to write that review. It, there was a it was a crazy year. Wow. Yeah. How much time? Do you remember how much time you got for the Persona review? Like a month? 
Yeah, uh, they that was a rare case where they gave us a good probably a month or so. I don't remember exactly, but um, right. yeah. That's cool. And I was still, because the game takes 100 hours to finish, I was still like playing right up until the last minute before I wrote it. But right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice. So, I would so say there's cool. one game on this that is not on this list that is actually a well-liked game that I'm keeping in my back pocket. It's my, it's my, my Uno wild card, we'll say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like that. Yeah. Is it Dragon Quest Eleven when it released in Japan? <laughs> oh, how did you know? You got him. <laughs> got him. All right. Uh, John, kick us off here. Round three, halfway point or over halfway. Um, yeah. What do you got here? I'm I'm starting to decide if I want to start going with picks that I'm super into as well, and like things that might not hit as much for other people. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to go with a game that is still relevant today and will be until probably the end of 2023. And that is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm. Uh, a good another, one. another huge, huge game for the Switch, even though, yes, it is the second console it's been on. It shines even more on the Switch, has all the courses, all the characters. And we're getting, what, 48 tracks over the next year and a half. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um it's a game that I've played since the Switch has released and keep going back to. And it, it's one of the best games of the year. It's something wild, like 60 to 70 percent of the of switches out there have like Mario Kart on them. It, something it is crazy. Like yeah, that. it's like yeah. the highest uh, attach <laughs> rate. I mean, it's no double dash, but it's it's a it's a great Mario Kart game. Which, I mean, is. I think that explains why they're doing what they're doing with it. Right. Like releasing all of those tr- new tracks. Like, at least in that way, you're able to leverage a huge install base for a game rather than trying to get a bunch of people to opt in for a brand new one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or opt into their their new expansion pack service that all those tracks just come for free with. So, yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah that like that and Animal Crossing together is just like, oh, that that paid for my my subscription for the year. Right. Yeah. I still haven't gotten the expansion pass yet. Maybe it's I... good. Yeah, it's, really, it's a lot of fun. Well, I mean, I, I mean. Yeah, the tracks are fun. My wife really likes the Animal Crossing stuff. It seems like a good deal. So. Right. I think I'm kind of waiting for like the Pokemon, one of the Pokemon Stadium games to come to like the expansion pass. Then I think I'll finally dip my toes in. But yeah. Um. All right. I'm up next. It's an embarrassment. And here's what's hard. I, in my heart, I know what I want to pick. I don't think it will resonate with our audience. That's uh-huh. the hard part. Um. Uh, See, I don't I, I like I don't like this the angle of having to like like guess what's gonna resonate with people. Cause like yeah. Game Game Informer has a big audience, right? And everyone's gonna like a little bit of something. Right. To try and guess who likes what the most, I don't know. I feel like Alex, you're gonna feel better about yourself and you're going like it's better to lose with authenticity than to win with pandering, right? That's what losers say. I was going to yeah. say, Joe's yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Like, kidding. Where was that speech? Joe is tectonic. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex, go with whatever you, your heart wants you to pick. No, I'm not losing this. Um, go with Splatoon say, wow, 2, immediately Alex. sold out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to do, I am going to sell out, and I'm going to do uh, Resident Evil 7. Wow. Uh, I was actually game, hoping I would survive. The game that brought back the damn series uh that <sighs> horror back that everyone loves uh that i, I really want to play that game after village 
but it looks so much scarier than oh, village and i don't think scarier yeah i don't yeah. even even scarier than the dollhouse and i don't think yeah. i don't I know mean, if i'm capable it's pretty much the dollhouse for the first half of the game yeah i don't know if, if i have that <laughs> in me yeah that's one of those where uh they brought it to our office for a demo and i like i've played some of the older or like i played like resident evil what four five and some of six but those are like this is such a different shift yeah. that when they brought it to the office, I was like, you know, this is maybe too scary for me. I yep. don't know that this like I don't know that I will enjoy sitting and playing this for a long time. Right. Yeah. Did so, you have you ever, did you ever beat it? No. 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 Yeah. No, for me, it's a little bit it, it hits similar notes as the old as uh, what Fatal Frame 2, where I like sit down to play it for a little bit. And I'm just like, no. I don't know what it is. This is just yeah, I mean, feel the stress in your body. Like it's like, so oppressive. Yeah. And I, I play horror games. I watch horror movies. I don't know what it is about this. There's just this particular horror frequency that mm. I just have to like nope out of. And I don't know why that is. But. Yeah, that house is uh, effective. <laughs> like yeah. I do not want to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The worst thing Blake has ever done to me was I was editing. Uh, <laughs> I like any story. Let's all tell our. That's a, I guess that's a segment for another episode. <laughs> our favorite worst Blake stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, I was doing uh, the video editing on his Resident Evil retrospective, which is one of my favorite edits. You should definitely go check it out. But um, he, it was he talked a lot about RE Seven at one point, and I had to get B roll, so I was just watching these horrific the the tapes or whatever in that game of like yeah. the, the family and stuff i was like oh my god i literally couldn't do this like i i struggled in re7 or re village sometimes but that at least got a little more bananas so it's like that that was more fun right i was like i don't know how people played this game for what eight hours 10 hours 15 hours however long that game is like that's a lot uh especially in vr y'all are crazy so um, <laughs> yeah joe juba trying to trying to trick me into following my heart what do you got yeah your well you know what i am gonna follow my heart i've been looking I've, I've been scrolling through a list to make sure i'm not missing anything uh ridiculously huge i want mm -hmm. and i'm really wondering what the secret game uh marcus is talking about here but yeah, right I'm, tr I'm trying to pick it and just snatch it out from underneath i would be there. very surprised if anyone picked it <laughs> i bet it's wind jammers <laughs> uh, but I think I think for me, I'm just going to go do the whole go with my heart. I'm going to follow my own advice here, Alex. Uh, and I'm going to go with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. There it is. A good Switch. one. Uh, which, again, that's another one that I was actually a little low on when the reviews came out. But I think one thing that a lot of people don't know about that game or have forgotten in the you know five years since it came out was that game had some great post-launch support and not just in terms of like oh like cool dlc you buy i mean that they heard what people's complaints were with the game and released updates and patches and stuff to like really rectify some of the game's biggest problems mm -hmm. so the xenoblade chronicles 2 that you can pick up and play today is vastly better than the version that came out uh okay. and there's actually <laughs> If you search for it, I think that you could even find an article on Game Informer that I wrote along these lines. Like, 
why why Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is worth revisiting or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they made just they made a lot of smart fixes to it that really brought, I think really highlighted the game's strengths while minimizing some of the like repetition and slogginess of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that ends up being a game now that I look back on with uh, with a lot of fondness, despite some frustration during the review process for it. Right. I so. uh, when you said you were following your heart, I started typing what I thought you were putting in, but you surprised me. So. Hmm. Uh, oh no! I want to know what else. What else? I'll my know. heart might say. We can. We can. Yeah, we'll get to it at the end of this. To, we'll see where your heart uh, ends up here. Um, VA. Oh, you have a, do you have the, like, is this the Academy Awards? Are you like opening like the envelope here? I've got a blank piece of paper here. All right. Okay. Eat my game's name out of your mouth. <laughs> all right. It's blank. <laughs> I'm writing down a game name that is going to be Marcus's secret pick. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh, I like this. I okay. like, and if I guess it right, I win. Are you doing how like, Yugi beat the Pharaoh in the final duel. <laughs> wow. No, no. Yeah. I just for my own personal interest. I've I like, written it I like down. Building your own side bet for the game. I, I, I like how this. Goes. I've written Wait. it down. To be clear, whatever's on this card is that your card? Is that what you're picking here? No. Oh, okay. I just want to. I'm just guessing what he picked. Hey, should hey. we make him? Hold on. Should we make him take? Whatever is on this card, make me. Out. Yeah. Make me. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> how about how about if I get it right, Marcus has to pick a different game. Wait, wait, wait. So that I would have oh, to. Oh, you're talking game. about fairness here. The, oh, the, like boy. I would have to pick yeah. the game as my game to reveal it, and then you're saying if you're right, it's my trap card. I lose my. <laughs> wait, you get another pick, or I lose a pick. You just can't what? pick that game if I pick it. You just have so, to pick again. Okay, yeah, Marcus, something different. Yeah. That wouldn't be the worst thing. That seems and a little bit unfair I'm wrong, because it's only for Marcus, though. If I'm like, wrong, then it has to be your game. next pick. If I'm wrong, no, I don't you want can that, pick a game from my list. Game. What? It, oh, so a little trade almost? Okay, I'll, like you I'll take do that. So I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll pick this no, game. No, wait, hold on. Oh, wow. You left the idea too much. Marcus, if I'm right, are well, are you going to pick that game? It depends on the conditions. Or tell me what the deal is. <laughs> okay, if you pick that game and I'm correct, you cannot pick that game and instead have to pick an extra game from the Metacritic's worst games. But if Alex- if I'm wrong, if you pick that game, you have to tell me. You have to tell everybody this is the game. All right, this is the okay. secret game. I need, and I'm wrong. Marcus, I need you to write it down right now if you can. Well, I know what it is. I <laughs> and I'm wrong. Then you do get to pick a game from my list. Okay. Okay. How about, or what if you get to pick two games from the bad list? I don't care. I want one of his games. <laughs> or how about we just skip a bunch of confusing rules, and if, <laughs> and if Alex gets it right, he just gets to like pump his fist and be like, I'm the best. And we're That's all like, fine Alex, too. you're That's the best. Fine too. You got it. Uh, and then we just uh, proceed as normal. Do we That's have fine. to say Alex is the best though? Yes. Yeah, if he gets it right, to. we do. Oh, yeah. right. I like yeah. the other rules. Well, if he gets better. it wrong, do we say Alex is the worst instead? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's good. All right. And it'll be especially true if I made this big of a deal out of it and got it wrong. So. Fair. I'm curious. Well, my, my pick for this round. Wait, sorry, wait, wait, you're not going to reveal it now? No, he has to wait until I have Marcus to wait to Marcus picks oh, it. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, my pick for this round after all of that, um, those tangents. Uh, Destiny 2. 
Oh, yeah. Destiny huh? 2, you know, despite its ups and downs, I love that game. Me a too. lot of people love that game. It has truly become a platform and kind of just continues to be, you know, um, a trendsetter in FPS gaming. Not a trendsetter. That's not true. It's doing its own thing, but I like it for that. And uh, it's kind of this weird half MMO, half FPS, and you're never fully satisfied, but you keep playing it because the hook, the hooks are so deep in you and the systems are so um, fun and the rewards that you are constantly grinding for are, you know, they, they're great about putting that carrot on the stick and there's always something that's worth sinking your time into uh, Destiny 2 at Rules. To that point. with fire here, Alex. You got that in Fortnite, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. two games that are popular, but people also. Let's love like, okay. let's. let's settle this. Are we doing? I actually need to <laughs> look up one of these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like I like that idea. Five okay. good ones, one bad one. Perfect. Cool. I like that okay. too. All righty. All right. So my first, uh, my third pick, I'm going to go with. Oh man, there's some good ones left. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of them is going to be my secret game. I'm going to unleash it, so I might need to buffer it with something big just in case it doesn't go over well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Cuphead. Mm, I was hoping that would come. That's a back. good pick. Cuphead. I love I love Cuphead. I love obviously the art stands out. It's one of the few games, especially as I've gotten older, that I have pulled a family member to be like, look at this. Look this, at this. Look at what video games do now. <laughs> this is what they can look like. Mm. You probably you remember this back when you were a toddler <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the 1930s. <laughs> You're old, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but also it plays super well. I love um I'm a sucker for like challenging platformers and even though that's more of an action game like you know the platforming the pure platforming segments are okay but they're definitely the weakest part of the game but the uh, boss battles are incredible uh, every boss is different they all feel distinct um it's fun to play with co-op as well it is just a blast and it's got a netflix show that i've yet to watch but i've heard it's it's good pretty all pretty all right yeah i i it's if it was any longer it would be kind of a drag but i was hoping it would be not as much of a kid's show but i like i like the show the animation's good and i like the voice acting so you should check it out 
Yeah. Who doesn't love Cuphead? Well, I guess maybe people that like through if you played on Switch, maybe through your thing against the wall because it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh so with that, I will wait, wait, wait. I get five good games then, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna save my secret game for the fifth game that I don't have to Oh, use you tease. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. again, there's no way it's gonna get taken. Um so my fifth fourth pick, I'm gonna go. Ooh. I've done a lot of indie stuff. I should pick like a triple A thing. I'm gonna go uh Uncharted Lost Legacy. Okay. Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah, I think that game is a uh, very good. If you listen to our video gameography episode on Uncharted, I kind of get my thoughts there already. But I think that game is a fantastic sort of uh accompaniment to Uncharted 4, especially because you know Uncharted 4 ties everything up and they like Naughty Dog did the thing that they've gotten good at of like giving me a sequel that i think i don't want and then you play and you're like oh no this was i'm i'm glad you guys did this (laughs) because like i was like totally done with uncharted after four super great wrap up so the idea of a side star like oh yeah i'll play it but why and then it's like oh no this might secretly be one of the best entries because one it's smaller especially coming off uncharted four which i think the worst thing you can say about four is that it's maybe a little too long uh so it was nice to have a lot uh much more compact experience i like the increased focus on puzzle solving in lost legacy it almost feels a little bit more like a tomb raider game in that sense and i think the puzzles are genuinely well designed and also like chloe and nadine like their whole dynamic was so entertaining and you know shining a spotlight on two characters that were always like cool but getting to see more of them and it's like oh no i think i they're right up there with like you know the the main gang right uh, like yeah i would i would play another game with those two so yeah i i I think it's great i think it's maybe a little overlooked you know in the broader uncharted series but i'd say it's probably like the third best game overall so would you would you say i'd say four two and lost legacy okay okay (laughs) joe do you have any any thoughts or rebuttal no, I mean, I, I, I actually agree with Marcus 100% on that, uh, especially the point about Uncharted 4. After you finish that game, it puts such a nice bow on that series that you're like, why would you even do anything more with this? Mm-hmm. Or it even leaves you asking the question, like, what can you, like, what's even left? Right. And I think that Lost Legacy does an excellent job of, like, not only making the case for its own existence, but by the time you finish it, you're very glad that it's that it's there and that it's a sort of, you know, augmentation to the, you know, Nathan Drake saga. Cool. So, yeah. There you yeah. Go. It's so nice, too. It's like, what, eight hours? You're like in and out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. And they and that's also the game where they start to they experiment a little bit more with some open areas like previous Uncharted games were a lot more. um you know, had had more compact kind of linear paths. And that was one where they had a few areas that were more like wide open, go explore kinds of stuff that I think was them laying the groundwork for what they eventually did in Last of Us 2 at Naughty yeah. Dog. That whole Seattle section, definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. All righty. Good pick. Back to you, Alex Van Aken. Yeah, this game is not only loved by many, but is one of my favorites from 2017. I think it was my number three for that year, my top three. Um, I love this game. The systems are deep, the characters and lore rich. It's also got some incredible co-op. Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, 
wondering Ooh. where you were going with that. Nice. Yep. Yeah. For I, a second, I thought you were making a joke, and it was going to be. Mar- Mar- I thought it was going to be Mario and Rabbids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Divinity Original Sin Two, a uh, phenomenal CRPG. I love that game uh, so much, and I've played it. Uh, have I ever beaten it? That is one of those games that I'm like, yeah, I'll start a new save with a friend, and then that, and then we play it for like two, three days straight, and then they like they fall off, and then another friend wants to play together. I'm like, yeah, let's let's start over. Let's make some new characters. Um, but that game is so cool. I love it so much. I have not played Baldur's Gate three because I was waiting. Uh, Baldur's Gate three because I was waiting for all the content to come out. But with the Steam Deck, mm. uh, I'm like so tempted. Uh, just because I love, you know, the last game they put out, I really want to play Larian's, you know, newest thing. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to be patient and wait. Is that game ever hitting? F- I mean, obviously it's going to hit full, but like they've been pretty quiet on when. Sounded like I think the last update alluded to it might go 1.0 next year. Okay. Yeah, they they had a pretty significant update. I feel like a few months earlier this year, didn't they? Or am I mistaken? I think there was like with a druid class. I could be wrong. There might have been like one. You might be right. I think there was like maybe one. New I might be talking out my butt. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Divinity Originals Zen 2, phenomenal game. Happy it's on my list. Yeah. Good pick. Hmm. Uh, Joe Juba, what do you got, bud? Yeah. Well, so I know I've, I know what the two that remain that I want are, though I think one of them is much less, is much more likely to go before another. So I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with that one next. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Mm. Okay. Okay. Which, uh, you know, it's so rare that you play a game that you are very invested in and then you enjoy very much. And yet it's difficult to say that you are having fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, and I don't, and I don't mean that as an insult. I actually mean that you know, like that that team just did such a good job of walking this line of creating a very like intense action adventure game that explores some really heavy subject matter in a way that feels, uh, you know, uh, uh genuine. And has an impact, but doesn't trivialize it by um, just doing sort of throw off references to, to, you know, mental illness or, you know, psychosis or whatever. Right. So I think uh, I, I just was really impressed by the way they they handled that stuff in a game that really feels a lot in a lot of ways. It feels more like a really compelling piece of interactive art than like a game that you want to beat. Mm-hmm. But of all of all of these games that uh, you know that that we see on this list, I think that this is probably Hellblade is one of them that I think about the most often. Not necessarily like not necessarily in terms of oh I remember when I was playing this part or that part, but more just in terms of like the message and how it's conveyed. Um, I was just really impressed by by Hellblade. So. And excited and, for the sequel? Question. And we've got a sequel on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Looks that the the two the demos we've seen, just uh, wow, Unreal Engine five, everyone. Yeah, I mean, um, that first game well, was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and you know Ninja Theory. I also, I mean, 
I think it's really interesting how they had that Devil May Cry and Heavenly Sword history of yeah. like really actiony stuff. So I kind of went into Hellblade expecting it to be a little more like that. And even though it does have a, like an action combat system, that is definitely not the mm-hmm. focus of, of the game. Uh, so, but, so even as someone who loves that kind of stylish action and was kind of hoping or expecting it in Hellblade, I was still uh, pretty impressed. So, yeah. yeah. Hellblade. Yeah. This is a Joe Juba list through and through. Hey, and like I said. Yeah. If you don't vote for it, that's your problem. <laughs> I love it. Well, folks, behind the scenes, Joe's been texting me. He's like, do it. You won't follow your heart. Nerd. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know what? He's broken me down. I have to cyberbullying you. <laughs> I know. I know what you're going to pick. Is it's it cyberbullying? Is it cyberbullying if it's on text? I never asked that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's data. Yeah. Um, I think as we have done in this draft, the world has done itself. Um, PUBG is one of the most uh, revolutionary uh, uh, multiplayer games of the last ever. Like mm-hmm. it, it pioneered battle royale at a time where no one or popularized it, whatever you want to say about it. But like it really pushed multiplayer games forward and set up what is now like, like, Twitch is dominated genre. by Fortnite and and Warzone without PUBG, right? Um, and I think especially at that time, there, I feel like you can look at the timeline and see moments in history when like multiplayer games have like totally changed, right? You know, whether it was early PC days or Halo on console, right? Overwatch at the hero shooter, right? PUBG is one of those moments where it's like nothing is the same after this. And now it's it's this divisive thing right where half the the community wants a battle royale in the game people are crying for halo battle royale right there's another half of the community that's like keep it away like this is this is not what we want from our games but it's just this fascinating beast that unfortunately while fortnite has done some amazing things on its own with its building and stuff like that it, it gets cannibalized by those conversations right we don't we don't give PUBG the the love i feel like it deserves as a as a game as a a flag setter of like this is this is the future of multiplayer games um and PUBG is special in my heart because like i have not experienced a thrill like that in a multiplayer game at that point in like a long time right because like it was that thing where i have no concept of what's behind this next door but i have to go in there because i'm a naked dude with a welding mask on and i'm gonna get my butt kicked real quick if i don't get in here so it was this like this terror and excitement of like and this and then this unrelenting joy when you see like you know uh the jeep go overhead and ex- and you shoot it and explodes and you get your first victor um uh chicken dinner right it was like oh my god like i just survived something like that was a moment and i i will never forget some of those moments when i played with my buddy and i love to i know a lot of people hated it i loved the xbox version because it was janky but it was the fun kind of janky that you played right it was kind of like skyrim where it's like oh my pants just flew off but i love it. it's funny <laughs> as hell so I, I love this um so yeah PUBG is is a genre defining game and i uh love it very much so it's so I didn't want to say anything beforehand because I didn't want to skew anyone's opinion of it, but I thought it was really interesting that it took this long for PUBG to get claimed mm-hmm. because if we were doing this draft in December 2017, it would be number PUBG one. PUBG would have been first round guaranteed, right? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's, in, it's interesting how 
time has clouded some of that. Or I don't even know if clouded is the right word. It's just like that, you know, these games have evolved. Their influence has spread out and you know, rippled out in different directions. But if like it was so hot in, yeah. in 2017, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. idea of that not being a first round pick then would have been absurd. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just that PUBG. The reason I hesitated because I was going to pick PUBG or Fortnite and I picked Fortnite because it is still in a strong position and people think of it fondly, whereas PUBG has not um, really after like 2018 kind of started to that, that fire kind of started to fade and wane. Yeah. Uh, and that's why yeah, I didn't sure. pick it. At least here, because I've heard that PUBG is way more popular internationally and that f- only here in the States is Fortnite considered like the banner battle royale game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PUBG Mobile is, I think, the most popular game in India. I know the like oh, wow. the Indian os- off, um, audience for it is huge. So, like, yeah, it's just us, us stupid uh, Western folk who are like, mm, dead game. It's like, no. You they, guys uh, like Fortnite, you hate soccer. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, PUBG, good game. Uh, John, give us your give us your next pick here. All right. So this is tough. Because I am probably going off the list for this. Ooh. All right. So, yeah, I have the next two picks. And I don't know if I should go with two fighting games or just go with one. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was, it you was should go with two. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Please <laughs> go with two. Uh, all right. Well, so for the, the more obscure, the better. For the first one, it's not on this list, and I'm surprised it's not because it it, it was the revival of uh, a long loved franchise. Oh, I and it uh, you know it it's it's been great since it since it released in 2017. They've only made the game better. It's finally uh kind of sunsetted uh its development. Uh, but Tekken Seven is easily one of the best games of 2017. And uh, I mean, you throw you throw Akuma in there, you tie him into the uh, the Mishima bloodline story, like in a in a kind of a cool way. Um, you bring back a bunch of old favorite characters. You add like the slow motion, uh, like super tense attacks uh, that happen, like when you're when your life's super low. That game just whips so hard. Uh, the soundtrack could, rules, too. Oh, yeah. Like everything about it, the story, like. The overall story mode, kind of lame, but like playing that game is is a delight. Um, and and yeah. it is probably the best Tekken since three. Yeah, easily. I agree with that. Uh, three <laughs> or or four. I really like. Or sorry, not four. Uh, five, five. I, I like five quite a bit. But like six was a misstep for me. Seven was just such a return to form, yeah. um, and really set the stage for what they might do next. But yeah, Tekken Seven definitely on the list. This one, do I go with the other fighting game or do I go with my heart? And I feel like I haven't gone with my heart yet. Heart's feeling lonely. Always go with your heart. Always go with my heart. Heart of the cards. Not on the list, Um, but it uh, retroactively became one of my favorite games of 2017 when I played it. And that's East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Uh, it's one of the best uh, hack and slash games that I've played in years. It has actually a really cool and compelling story to it. Uh, like the first half's a cool mystery. Um, if you haven't played East 8 yet, you're probably missing out on like 20 hours of just pure fun. 
I barely know how to spell it. I have not played it. So Y S. Y Y S. Eight. All right. Uh total surprise pick. That's 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 from my that's my from the heart. Pick. I respect it. That's good. That's a series I've always wanted to get into. I've never played it. It needs more one, respect. I've, I've admired them from afar. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Well, now here's then here's the time. Time is now. Do I do I take something I feel like would cause a reaction? Do I keep following my heart? These are the questions Check I have. Check your Jen. texts, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's just incredibly rude. I don't know why you'd send me that, Joe. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm there. There are a couple of games on here that, like John talked about, retroactively have become some of my my favorites in their respective series. There's there's a game in here that uh pioneered basically in uh my interest in a new genre um but oh yeah i think ah dirt four yeah <laughs> john might i say you've had some of my favorite jokes today between oh, this you. and the stream you were on fire today and thank i appreciate you. you for it arms um, really got him into fighting games <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i learned no i learned how to love through arms Alex. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. um I think I am going to go with Little Nightmares. Oh, I was going to go with something mm-hmm. else that I changed my mind. I'm going to do it anyways. Little Nightmares. Um, wow. Not a game I played until... Oh, wow, wow, wow. You really could have reversed course on that, but you yeah. didn't. I you didn't. stuck with yeah. it. Yeah. The little... Um, the little I, well, I think Alex is out of his race. Little Nightmares. Just, I was Alex, you just did the podcast equivalent of someone like... Running off a diving board, doing a big confident <laughs> dive, chickening out at the last second, and then tipping over into the water anyway. This That's is why I don't vote with my heart because I get made fun of. I just put it out. Just, I, I appreciate it. Like you just have to do, it, do it with your whole heart, Alex. No, no uncertainty. <laughs> Little yeah. nightmares too. That is your pick. Yeah. Be its champion. That's your it's pick. A, no, it's, it's the first Little Nightmares, not the second one. Yeah. All oh, right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Little Nightmares, though, is is one of the best atmospheric games of that of that year, right? I feel like it paints in a similar vein of like Limbo and Inside, right? It paints this like diseased, decrepit, terrifying portrait of whatever this world is, and it captures that essence of being a kid in an adult world, um, like in a very disturbing way, right? Like the 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 body horror almost is 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 hard to watch, right? The platforming is a little janky, but it, it does its job, right? And there's some sequences in there that are thrilling and terrifying. And I think I have a hard time um, separating um, my or my my personal connection with it, right? Because I did get to play it with like my fiance and her sister in COVID era, and like that's a bonding moment for us, right? Like we really like. Uh, we 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 experience the highs and lows of that together and um scream together and laugh together and and it's just it's such a fun game and that's why i was so much looking forward to the little nightmares too because like they were excited to play that with me too so uh very good game uh available most places uh my last pick um and i think a damn good one no matter how much i waffled uh beforehand so <laughs> so there that's you go. right yeah little there nightmares too feels a little disrespected or the first one i guess yeah like it is i do i think i like i like two better but i like some of the world building and storytelling in the first one i think a little better 
um, just because it probably felt new at the time too. But anyways, uh, Joe, last last good pick, right? Yeah, boy. So I have one that I feel like even in a list that's being true to myself is just would just tank the votes. <laughs> uh, so I so I, I I may I may avoid that and still your heart, uh, Joe. Hypocrite! We're we're living with our heart on our sleeve. Yeah, well, my heart, my heart's pulling me in two different directions here, as as you guys know might happen. Mm. Uh, So I think the other one I'm going to go with is uh, Night in the Woods. Oh yeah, which there's you know there is some controversy surrounding that game and its creator, uh, who was you know there were some accusations against him. I believe he committed suicide. Yeah, he's no I'm sorry, he. Killed himself. He died by suicide. Yeah. Committed is no longer the way you're supposed to say that. And I really? have to work that. Yeah, I have to work that out. I did not know that. Good but uh, anyway, so, but uh, like that sort of behind the scenes stuff uh, to the side, that game itself was just such a, like such a charming, interesting, and unique game. Like I never... I've played a lot of story-driven games and never one quite like that, right? Uh, That did such a good job of just like capturing the sort of irreverent, jokey conversations that friends just sit and have with themselves. And uh, the sort of, (laughs) the the weird feeling of uh, the small town, like everyone knows everyone's business kind kind of stuff. There's just so many, well, and and then just an overall mystery being told. Too. So there's all of that stuff that just comes together in, in just such a clever, fun little game that, uh, you know, I think if if you are the kind of player like me who enjoys a break sometimes from games that use like violence as their primary vocabulary, I think that's a uh, the Night in the Woods is a great one to check out. It's it's I hesitate to use the word cozy because that refers to other things in games sometimes maybe a little more stardew valley kind of stuff but mm-hmm. it has it just has a very like small quaint modest kind of scope to it but in a way but it's still sort of uh you know it's telling a relatable and interesting story yeah yeah for sure yeah i really like and that I, game oh good yeah I yeah love, you guys, i love that game yeah yes we're oh, all yeah. on it yeah, okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Joe's like sweat. French too. Like, no, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Please, please okay. explain to me why this is good. <laughs> so yeah. an, an, another another thing I want to point out is so I don't want to take any or I don't want to steal anyone's thunder if they're going to pick this game. But when you're dealing with a game or with a year that has as many good games as this one, even a panel of five people who play games as a job, they're gonna miss stuff, right? So I feel like there are oh. some games on this list that are probably still on this list only because none of us really played them or gave, gave a lot of time to them. The one I look at specifically and think that for is Pyre, mm. yes. which is a super giant game that I have just heard nothing but good things for and just have never personally made the time for it yet. But it's, everyone I know who has played yeah. it. Vanekin's face is very telling. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, it's I, funny I, you say that, Joe, because Pyre is my last pick. It is. Okay, <laughs> good. Please yeah. then, please, please then. I would like, I would like you to talk. Uh, about it. it is actually uh, <sighs> Hades changed this, but it was my favorite super giant game. Oh. Um, I like it better than Bastion and Transistor. 
the co- the the I hesitate to call it combat, but the the active game, the active you know the playing soccer in that game, right? Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Basketball, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is so much fun. I love the gameplay of the actual game of fire, but the whole conceit of helping these people to you know ascend essentially, and like the the consequence of like that feeling that when you finally like help people to reach where they're trying to go through this game um, is super cool. I love all, I love the characters. I I need need to replay Pyre. It's been so long. Um, It's been since five. Yeah, exactly. Marcus, it's been five years, but I I don't really remember, um, you know, the beat to beat with like the different characters, but I remember there being like lots of standouts. I like rookie a lot, Um, but yeah, that game's just super cool. The whole going as a caravan and like, you know, running into these characters unexpectedly and deciding, you know, if they're going to join you, like how they're going to join your crew and if you're going to help them do a send or whatever. Um, it was a cool game. I But the, the gameplay is what really um, kind of drove it home for me back then. I'm um, uh, I'm I'm itching to plug right now um, because uh, checked out Mark. <laughs> Marcus and I uh, are currently for video gameography. We're going over the the games of Super Giant Games. Oh, uh, so so our May seventh episode is going to be about Pyre. Uh, that's the next one that we're actually going to be recording. So I'm going to be playing a bunch of Pyre this weekend. Um, nice. So listen to that episode if you want to know more about that game. Uh, we we also I guess if you're listening to this next week, there's an, there's a Bastion episode out now. And then uh, our next episode that'll be out is uh, is uh, Transistor, and of course we'll Did do Hades. Fire on Switch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, just not Xbox. Yeah. Um, I'll I don't I'll think do it a, is. I'll do a plug here too on Kim's behalf because I'm pretty sure it was a year or two ago she wrote a great in depth like history yep. of Supergiant, we're going through the development of not uh, like pyre included but of yeah. all of their games so that's another thing that uh, she just did a great job on that i would recommend reading that also oh yeah, yeah. that's definitely Absolutely. been a resource for our research too that's yeah. How, yeah yeah it is yeah. not on switch unfortunately um, pyre is it uh, nope just playstation right that's weird because playstation is games. Yeah, I remember actually. Yeah, you're right. There was a I mean, there was like a news story I looked up where they explained why it wasn't on Switch or Xbox. Huh. And it's more like dev resources. Like, hey, we're not a big team, so you know, interesting. Porting stuff is work. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, Alex, even as someone who never played Pyre myself, but who has enjoyed every super giant game I have played, I am glad you picked that one because it's like I imagine just the voices of my friends who I know are big fans just. <laughs> screaming behind me yelling like why how could you leave pyre unchosen in that year yeah no yeah so that was uh it was between that and there's only one pick left and i don't know if he's gonna pick or not but it was between that and wolfenstein 2 for me mm. um but i just felt like pyre yeah yeah pyre has as my heart more even though the twists and stuff in wolfenstein 2 Wolf- some of the storytelling yeah. in that so game good. Uh, so oh, yeah. sick yeah. wolfenstein uh, 2 just as a a a collection of moments i think yeah anything right. that came out that year right. yeah, yeah exactly but yeah. i had to go with my gut and that's pyre there you go 
I also, this is maybe only be amusing to me, but I also love that this is probably the only year that I could just move the Y if I misspelled Pyre and it would be Prey and people would think you picked Prey instead of Pyre. Yeah, another great game. The fix is in. (laughs) (laughs) I misspelled it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, Marcus, we've been dying. I want, I I can't wait. Are you going to go for it? To hear what this is. All right, I hope this works. I need this to come through. Here we go. You ready? Oh, I got to get my... all right guys here we go the time is now (laughs) the pick you've been waiting for uh for the audio listeners van aiken is holding up his his blank sheet of paper with his hand over it what if i didn't write anything on it still blank (laughs) (laughs) and then you cheat it's like oh it's a wild card it could be anything um (laughs) so my last pick and is a game that did come out this year and it wasn't a game that i didn't play at the time until very very recently but i loved it and that is Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did Alex think it he was? Didn't reveal it too quickly. Oh! <laughs> I'm glad we didn't bet. <laughs> Goragoa was your pick. That's what I, I thought I, you were going to pick. That's like a very Marcus game. That does seem like a Marcus game. I liked it enough. Yeah, I, I like Goragoa. So it's you're not like completely off base, but no, yeah. it is not Goragoa. Doki Doki Literature Club. First and foremost. Am I the only one here that has played that game to completion? I know what happens, but I haven't played it myself. I I I finished that one on when it came the year it came out. I haven't played it the new versions of it. I'm still unspoiled. Okay, we're not spoiling anything, and that's that's tricky to gush about this game because this game is known for a twist. I'll talk about what the premise of the game is on its face. So, like, it is a visual novel where you play as a high school kid who gets basically coerced into joining his friend's kind of up-and-coming literature club, which is uh, the membership consists of four really pretty girls. And that's kind of his incentive to stick around. He's not like a reader or a literature guy, but he's like, oh, well, you know, one, my best friend, she's, I don't want to let her down. But also, these girls are really cute. Maybe something can come of this. And so you spend the game, you know, it goes through about a week, I think it's like a week or so, where every day you're just going there. And it it's pretty it plays it pretty straight of like, Oh, you're talking to each of them. You're getting to know them. You're like, Oh, this girl, she's really quiet and shy. This one's kind of loud, but she's got like a softer side. And if you've played any sort of visual novel romance kind of thing, like it, it, it adheres very closely to that formula for the first part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just like, Oh yeah. Like there's some like light dialogue choices. I'm like, oh, I just, how do I get them to like me? You're kind of picking, you know, like the, the poetry aspect is the only thing that represents it is like sometimes you gotta like you get like a, a pool of words that you kind of miss and match based on like some words appeal to some girls ba- better so you're like oh, i'm gonna make a poem that appeals to yuri because i think she's the one i want to like court basically right and you do this for a while and i will say this part you almost forget because the only tip off that something is amiss is in the very beginning of the game and you boot it up and there is a disturbing content warning and you're like huh, what's that about? Because then it leads to like bubblegum main menu music. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. So you forget about it. And I would say this game, the the first part goes on longer than you think. And it's actually really endearing. Like it is a well-written game where I almost forgot that something was supposed to be coming. I'm like, oh no, I'm genuinely like, 
I like these personalities. I think I actually do want to get to know these girls. Like, there's some little story arcs here with them. Like, this seems nice. And then a, a thing happens. The game, let's, the best way I can describe it is that the game is a lot more self-aware than maybe you think. And <laughs> it flips everything that you've seen about it on its head and goes into some very shocking places that is so it's so well done and it's so genuinely unsettling but so smart at the same time that it it like i because it's not it's one of those games i also think maybe you'd be better going through it in one sitting because it's not that long but i i played it for the first time like at literally the beginning of this year like like january 1st or something because it's free it releases a free game on pc and it's still free if you mm. want to check it out on steam um like you said they released that uh the plus edition last year that added like new scenes and stuff that you do have to pay for but i i just i've never really played you know i've played like some visually novelly games and whatever but that one just had me hooked like or i was like i need to see this all the way through because like and i hadn't been spoiled either i just knew that there's something was yeah, coming that, that's but really I all i know yeah yeah like i didn't know the nature of it or when it would happen um but when it comes <laughs> like it's one thing is again i think it it holds that straight face long enough where you start to wonder like isn't there supposed to be a thing and then when, yeah. it, when, it, when it happens it is it hits you like a truck and well, it just and I, I think Marcus makes a really good point with that too, though, where if if your point is, if the, if your point with the game is to like, okay, we're going to subvert expectations and sort of do a twist or do something strange. I think it would be easy to not take the first part of the game seriously as you're making it right. Or to just be sort of like, okay, this is all just a facade that we're constructing quickly. So Let's we can get it in. So we can get to the thing that we're really interested in. And, yeah. and this game doesn't do that. Like, like I, I think it, uh, like Marcus said, it actually builds a situation and builds characters in a way that does, that does make you genuinely curious about it. It's not just a, th- it's not just like throw away set dressing just to get you to the good part. You know? Yeah. Cause I think when the turn happens, they build those characters up so well that you actually almost feel bad when the twist comes for them interesting and you yeah like you're almost like oh man i'm kind of bummed out that this is where we are now not you like kind of want to keep playing the game as it is as it started <laughs> yeah because you yeah because again some really bad things happen <laughs> and you're like oh no okay uh wow so this is a game i wrote a feature about this uh earlier this year about like just compiling games like this, this is a weird like it's not even really a genre but like games that like subvert expectations and are like a lot i think it, the features called like great games that are more than meets the eye because like mm-hmm. these are hard games to recommend to people because on the surface it might be something it looks like something maybe someone might not be into because again you look at doki doki if you're not a visual novel person or you have like a perception about what those games are you're going to turn your nose up at it yeah and, like and you know the, the steam page or whatever doesn't tell you like hey there's a there's a whole other thing here you have to kind of like lead people in like just trust me play it i know that you like a certain thing and this game does not look like that thing but i swear to you it is that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, inscription maybe is like that also right absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. okay mm-hmm. so okay. like I, this is me i guess you know this game's been out five years now obviously and it like i said it got re-released last year but if you've not played doki doki literature club 
it's absolutely worth your time. Like I said, it's free on Steam. It doesn't take that long to get through. And then also, if you do play it, stick with it. Like, you'll think that, like, it's taking too long to get to the thing. It'll, it, it, it will be worth it, and you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good to know. Alrighty. Well, let's do lightning round real quick with the bad guy. Also, he spelled it Dookie Dookie Literature Club. (laughs) 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 I'm leaving it. He's trying trying to tip the scales already. (laughs) I'm genuinely curious to see how the community takes to that. I I don't know. I don't have a sense of like how many of our readers have played the game or what they think of it. So yeah. that'll be a fun one to look at. <laughs> Someone spoiled it for me, but I don't remember it now. So maybe I will go play it. Um, the, the whatever the twist is. But anyways, um, so I'd actually finish, finish Edith Finch, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> on the plane, play play. Play. <laughs> yeah, at one point, screaming. Do not play that one on the plane. No, okay, no, okay. All right, I will. I will. But now it makes me want to play. Anyways, okay. Uh, lightning round, bad games. Marcus, you're up. What's your pick here? I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Well, you know, I got to go with Tokyo Tattoo Girls, right? <laughs> of course. Sure. You know, the old TTG. <laughs> <laughs> I love TTGs. As I, as I like to call it. <laughs> uh I, I think I looked up one like screenshot of it and it was immediately like, oh, is this really what I'm going to go with? But exactly <laughs> what you thought it would be. It, yep. it worked for it's Alex last like, time. Maybe it it'll did. be like Doki Doki, but like, I guess bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> VA. Mine is Dying Reborn because what a, <laughs> what a stupid name for a what game. A, dying. Like you wanted resurrection. That. I wanted it so bad. It was, <laughs> it was a fight over it. Dying Reborn. <laughs> dying Reborn. What does that mean? I don't know. We should play it though. Death resurrected. Yeah. Uh, Joe Juba. All right. I'm going off the list. I did a little, I did a little oh. digging around, found a game that's a five, uh, a 54 on Metacritic. Okay. Which I yeah. think is Fanny, do you want to guess what it is? Um, Sonic <laughs> Mania. Entire list. <laughs> wow. There, it's uh, Valkyria Revolution, which is the oh, yeah, the Valkyria right. Chronicles game. Yeah. Yeah. Except not really. The Valkyria Chronicles games are are like well done strategy <laughs> yeah. R- strategy RPGs, and this is just a terrible action RPG. Oh no. Uh, I reviewed it. it. It is bad, but I pick it only because as the biggest fan of Valkyria Chronicles that I know, I feel like if people play Valkyria Revolution and see how bad it is, maybe it will give them a new appreciation for how good the good Valkyria games are. <laughs> and then maybe, uh, you know, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Valkyria Chronicles Remastered, those are always, always on sale. They're always so cheap. They're like $10 or free or whatever. Check them out. They're great. The Buy them. Agreed. Uh, me, it's broom in the night sky because no! it's fun to say. You know? <laughs> yeah. Can you put some emphasis on that? Like, vroom, vroom, vroom. Isn't that the premise to Harry Potter 2? The second yes. Harry Potter game? Yeah. Where yeah. It was like, actually the original name of the Hagrid riot at Universal. <laughs> yeah, broom in the night. <laughs> night sky. Yeah. All righty. John, the yeah. Mr. Irrelevant pick here. What do you got? Well, we're going with another fighting game. It's Toho Kabuto 5 Burst Battle. Uh, yeah i looked it up uh i was gonna go with vroom in the night sky because i remember that being (laughs) that's my favorite studio ghibli movie (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so what it is, you you are a witch like cruising around in the sky. And I remember this game being like one of the one of the first like Switch eShop games that was like on the store, but like didn't come out till like September. So it was always on like the coming soon page. And it always looked like total trash. That's incredible. Um, so, also, yeah, Broom in the Night Sky. Check also, it it's a witch on a broom. That's what that game is. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be like broom? Would you, would you make fun of a kid that got on a broom mocking that they were a witch and said broom? Like, you're like, that's not how brooms work. They don't have engines. You don't use that sound effect. Sorry, it's it's a witch that rides <laughs> that rides a uh, a motorcycle through the sky. Oh, even better! I need okay. to play this game now. <laughs> look, look it up. It, it looks like complete garbage. It's great. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, folks, that's a list. Let's go down them because uh, we got some we got some powerhouses here. Um. John kicked us off here, right? Breath of the Wild, near 2017. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Tekken 7, Yeez 8, right? Yeez. Yeez. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Tohu Kabotu 5. Nailed it. The best one in the series. I, the best. Yeah. I think John has a strong chance of winning based on his first two picks. Yeah, but when people are voting on these, do they get to? Is there a clear indicator that the last game is like we had no choice but to pick a bad game? Yeah. I can. I will reiterate in the Discord chat. But yes, that is okay. that is the uh, if you, if they've listened, that's they kind of know yeah. that from. We from should last highlight that pick in like red or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, or just put like the bad game or whatever. So um, my list: uh, Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, Resident Evil Seven, PUBG, Little Nightmares, and Vroom. That's a really good list. That's a good list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of worried now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Juba, guest of the hour, or two hours, however long we've been doing this. Uh, Persona 5, uh, Yakuza 0, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Hellblade, Night in the Woods, and Valkyria Revolution. Man, that's another really good list. I'm like, every yeah. time you go down, I'm worried. Mm -hmm. And then we get to VA, who has a list of his own uh, Fortnite, Hollow Knight, Destiny 2. Divinity Original Sin 2, Pyre, and Dying Report. It, that's <laughs> Alex, uh, that's a that's a solid S list. That's a, as well. That, like, that, yeah. yeah. And then Marcus, who championed the indies. I love to see it. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch, Sonic Mania, Cuphead, Uncharted, the best indie of them all, and yeah. uh Doki Dookie Dookie Literature Club. <laughs> hey, <stop. laughs> hey, <no. laughs> Uh, that is my fault, not a reflection of the game. And then uh, Tokyo Tattoo Girls TTG. Yeah, my there list go, is folks. like the the Mighty Ducks. Like we're the ragtag, like bad kids that you know on the surface we suck, but you know we come together. Right. We got a we, we yeah. got a good coach. We get yeah. the nice uniforms at the end of the movie. What are your Bash <laughs> Brothers of those of those games? Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> Let us know Discord. Yeah, vote the for I'll vote for mine. Yeah. Um, See, so I just I just dug up my old. Well, I didn't just. I took a picture earlier of my personal top ten from 2017. Mm -hmm. So at least I'm consistent. Persona Five was my number one. Oh, yeah, wow. they're on the list. Mm -hmm. Horizon, Edith Finch, Night in the Woods, Uncharted, Lost Legacy, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Yeah. I wasn't great. thinking about that. That was good. Near Automata, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice. And then at number 10 is the one that I was going to pick, but thought it would tank the voting on my list, which is Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, I have five. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, I know that people have very negative opinions on that. 
And I totally acknowledge flaws in that game. But there are lots of good things about that game, too, that I think got overshadowed in all of the, you know, the ruckus around it. 100%. I agree. But. I'm also surprised you didn't look at the game. I was I was between I was between Little Nightmares and Metroid Samus Returns. And I thought you were going to take Samus Returns, Joe, at some point. Yeah. You know, actually, I didn't play Samus Returns until last year, right before Dread came out. Wow. Okay. And, you know, I, it was, it was okay. I don't know what it was. Something, something didn't sing about it for me, but. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know you at all. Um, <laughs> uh, some interesting choices left on the board here. Uh, Prey, Wolfenstein 2, yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins. One. I was very surprised. That's it's, still on it's the list. I hovered over that for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about Origins too. For me, the trick about that one was like, I think I've grown to appreciate it a little more with time, but I was actually not super into that when it came out because it was, I, it followed Syndicate, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and I loved Syndicate. And Origins is just such a reboot in so many ways that I think, you know, Ubisoft refined that formula and improved, improved it across Odyssey and Valhalla, but it still felt to me a little like rough and... I was still stinging a little bit from the fact that like, this is not what I think an Assassin's Creed game should be. Fair. So, and yeah. so that's, that's a lot more of a me problem than an Assassin's Creed origins problem. Right. But mm. that's why, that's why I didn't grab that one, even though I generally love that series. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, uh, great list. I will have this up uh, on our discord channel very soon uh, where you can vote on who won this draft. I love these. These are a lot of fun. Joe, I hope you had fun as well. Uh, and Marcus, too. This was your first draft, uh, I believe, right? Or were you a part of the last one? No, this is no. my first one. I'm hoping to go 1-0. <laughs> Probably yeah. is going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. Sonic Mania is going to push you over the edge, man. <laughs> go fast, the- baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, do you want to plug anything before uh, we say goodbye to the beautiful people? Yeah, the big thing I'd want to plug is just what I, I was talking about a little bit earlier with Chrono Cross and the deepest dive over at MinMax. That's MinMax with two ends. Uh, we're doing like a four episode dive into that game to create, as Ben Hansen likes to call it, the best, most thorough discussion about Chrono Cross on the internet. That's four episodes. Each one is going to be about like three hours long. So we're really digging into specific portions and my favorite part of these uh, discussions is always just the community questions and comments about it. People write in with just the most fascinating, specific observations and tricks about that kind of stuff. So uh, head over to MinMax with two ends on Patreon, uh, support them, and check out, uh, check out the Chrono Cross Deepest Dive. There you go. Cool. Well, Joe, I, uh, I appreciate your time. You are... Uh, missed and we're so happy that uh you were you were able to come on today um and i'm happy you're doing well so yeah well thank you it's been my pleasure it's been great to to chat with all you guys yeah so uh be sure to check out uh everything joe said be sure to like share and subscribe we didn't do housekeeping this week we promise we will uh next week because alex and i uh have some some busy stuff coming up or me not so much because i'm on vacation um uh Thank you for watching. Like, share, and subscribe. You know the whole thing. Be good to one another, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.